Happy Monday, people. I'm Dave Rubin. This is the Rubin Report Direct Message on March 14th, 2022. We're live streaming on Rumble, YouTube, and Blaze TV. Do me a favor and subscribe. Tap the notification bell that's somewhere on your screen over there. And uh, then you've done your part to make sure that what I do here is seen by people. Uh, Speaking of being seen and perhaps read or listened to by people, Don't Burden This Country is coming out next month, uh, April 12th to be precise, but you can pre-order right now at DaveRubin.com slash book. Here's a little preview of the cover. That's a digital version. Here's a real book. And then that reminded us this morning when Michael busted this thing out, it reminded me that we still have this. I meant to auction this off. Look at this. So this is Don't Burn This Book. This is literally the first copy of Don't Burn This Book. And you may see that it's kind of chewed through there. And what happened was they sent us, some of you may remember this, they sent us a box, the first box, you know, like the first 20 books of Don't Burn This Book. Uh, It's about two years ago now when this thing came out. And we had just got Clyde. It was right at the beginning of lockdown and he, he was a rescue off the streets and he was still wild, he was crazy. And he started chewing through the box and he literally chewed through the first copy. And I said I was gonna auction it off. And then we just got, very busy and it just never happened. So I still have this thing and I would love to just give this to somebody. I think it's just a great uh, piece of memorabilia, little piece of history. So just somebody, uh, I guess we'll do it for the locals community. It's like, make me an offer I can't refuse. I don't really want money, just something. Like trade me something for this thing. It is the first copy of Don't Burn This Book and uh, Don't Burn This Country is on the way out. I did the audio book last week. I promise you guys, you are gonna dig it and all this nonsense that is in the world right now, it is so related to what I wrote in the book that I will probably have to write another. Uh, As for the big show today, uh, you know, some mornings we wake up and it's just freaking obvious what we're gonna do. It's just like, man, we know what we are doing today. We have got a perfect through line through the show. We're gonna go through uh, some Kamala Harris stuff. And you know, if you criticize her, even though she doesn't know what she's doing and she's way over her head, if you criticize her, you're racist. That's important to know immediately up top. Uh, And then Bill Maher was on Ben Shapiro's Sunday special. And it was super interesting, like really, really interesting. Dare I promote another channel on this here Rubin Report. But Ben does a really nice job Uh, You guys know how I feel about Bill Maher. I like Bill Maher. I think he is a sane liberal, which is a a very, very small sliver of what's left of the liberal intelligentsia. Um, But he hasn't gotten to the end of the road. So we're going to go through some clips on that. And uh, and then we're going to talk about Ron DeSantis, who is absolutely freaking fighting the machine and doing it better and better every single day. Disney tried to smack him down. He sat down with the CEO of Disney and he just ain't taking any shit. And guess what, Disney, you don't own us and you are not our rulers and Ron DeSantis knows that. So we got a big show for you today. I'm psyched, I'm feeling good, I'm caffeinated. And before I do any of that, I wanna talk to you about American Home Shield. You know, no one likes to think about household breakdowns, but they happen and way more often than you'd like. That's why it pays to have a plan from American Home Shield to help cover the costs to repair and replace things like your heating system, AC, or your fridge. They also know that no two homes are the same. That's why they have new options to help you find just the right coverage. 
American Home Shield members get more. Their plans help protect parts of up to 23 essential home system, home systems and appliances, no matter how old they are. AHS also offers electronics coverage available for an unlimited number of eligible items like smart watches, flat screen TVs, and more. Other options include roof leak repair and pool and spa coverage. If American Home Shield can't repair the covered item, they'll replace it. They're helping me fix the roof right now. Keep your home up and running and budget on track with American Home Shield. Right now, Ruben Report listeners can take 50 bucks off their most comprehensive plan ever. Go to ahs.com slash Ruben now to save 50 bucks. That's ahs.com slash Ruben for $50 off any plan. American Home Shield, be sure with the shield. Services, fees, limitations, and exclusions apply. See plan for details. And now, back to me. Okay, so let's talk about the vice president of the United States. You might know this woman, Kamala Harris. She was polling at zero, not one, not two, nor three. She was polling at zero when she was in the Democratic primary and then dropped out. That's when we had that whole big collection of half-wits. Remember, uh, Gay Pete was in there and Elizabeth Warren and a bunch of other people that have all sort of gone to irrelevance. Uh, Tulsi Gabbard stayed in for a long time. And if the Democrats had selected her, we might not be in this mess that we're in right now, but we'll do more on that tomorrow. Uh, Anyway, Kamala Harris is deeply unpopular. She is not very bright and Biden did select her for diversity purposes in that she is a black woman and also purports to celebrate Kwanzaa, which of course was a lie, but she celebrated it every year when she was a child. She has no pictures of it, but okay, big Kwanzaa fan too. Anyway, she's completely in over her head on this thing. When it comes to, when when I say this thing, I was about to say Ukraine and Russia, but everything, literally everything that this woman does, she has no idea what she's doing. She's a cackling maniac who is not doing the proper research, who is not being briefed properly, who isn't that bright. And well, don't take my word for it. Here's a little compilation of Kamala. And if I can ask you, Madam Vice President, President Biden has said that Americans will feel some pain for the sake of defending freedom and liberty, but there does seem to be no end game in sight. How long should Americans expect, how long should we be bracing for Um, this really sort of um, historic inflation and some unprecedented gas prices. In terms of uh, the discussions that the president, Johannes, and I had, uh, they ranged in subject, including the issue of the Black Sea, and I'll let him explain in more detail as he would like, uh, but We are, again, fully aware and apprised because we are in constant communication with the president, with his administration here, about the concerns that they have about the entire region and, frankly, the vulnerability. All you have to do is look at... I wanted to know if you think and if you asked the United States to specifically accept more refugees. Okay. A friend in need is a friend indeed. <laughs> okay, uh, yeah, I can first. Okay, so this time. Szanowna Pani Redaktor. So I will say what I know we all say, and I will say over and over again. The United States stands firmly with the Ukrainian people in defense of the NATO alliance. <laughs> 
everything about her, her constant jerky motion. There's something wrong with her. There's something, look, there's something wrong with Joe Biden, but there is something seriously wrong with that woman. We, it's like the Biden thing, we all know there's something wrong with him, but I think the thing that we need to be focusing on right now in this shell game of, game of stupidity is what's wrong with this lady. Okay, Ukraine's not in NATO, let's put that aside. The other question, she's talking about the Black Sea, what the hell are you talking about? We're asking about inflation, lady. She is so over her head, she's not paying attention. So now, if you were to criticize her, it seems like you could do it on merit, right? It's just fairly obvious. She uses a lot of words, but she's never really saying anything. She's confused. She does the awful laugh all the time when she doesn't know what to say. Uh, but of course, uh, what this would lead us to believe in 2022 is that if you criticize her, you're racist because that's exactly what happened on the morning show called The View. Take a look. And I don't know that it's about her laughing, because I agree, I think that would be very inappropriate and that that's something that they do to women. I think that she has gone on multiple occasions a little bit underprepared with, with some of the questions that she's been asked. Lester Holt asked her a pretty basic question that she couldn't answer. So I don't know if it's a staff thing, she's not prepared enough, perhaps she's not expecting the questions. I don't know what it is, but I think that's the issue. This is like the fourth or fifth time. What it is is that they constantly question the qualifications of black women, and that's why people are saying that she's unprepared. And oh, I disagree. I think she's you a You can disagree, but that's woman. the truth of it. And so this is based in racism. This is based in misogyny. And we're talking about a woman that has extensive experience um, abroad, extensive experience as an attorney, extensive experience as, a, as a, the chief legal officer of, of our, one of our largest states in the country. And I, I think this is just much ado about nothing. I mean, we didn't talk about Vice President Pence's, uh, the right didn't talk about his handling of the COVID ep epidemic, which I think, or the AIDS epidemic, which I think led to, you know, thousands and thousands of deaths. And what we, what they're talking about is, is, is her laugh. She was there um, as an emissary, really, and she wanted to reassure the NATO allies that, uh, ru that as Russia steps up its attacks on Ukraine, that the United States was going to be supportive. In fact, she's in, I think, Bulgaria right now. She is prepared. She is seasoned. Um, abroad she she gets wonderful marks across the board but this is just something that i think happens to women and especially black women all right sonny hostin we're gonna have to talk about you for a moment and i understand that you are a black woman but that has nothing to do with why i'm about to criticize you which in your world means that i'm racist but in reality no that's just not the truth and until the rest of us stop playing this stupid game i know you're going to keep encroaching on us. First off, let me just, one comment that she said that made literally no sense was that Mike Pence, uh, his response having something to do with the AIDS crisis. The AIDS crisis was basically in New York and San Francisco in the mid, early to late eighties. Uh, Mike Pence was vice president about three years ago. So I'm a little confused. He also is from Indiana. <laughs> I don't know what you mean by that. Um, but if you were to criticize his COVID policy, uh, as vice president, that would be just fine. And by the way, plenty of people did. And it had nothing to do with them criticizing him because he's a white man or he's not a black woman or something like that. Um, the woman who spoke first there, who made, uh, I thought, several salient points was Stephanie Grisham. I think she's a guest host because they can't find a decent conservative woman who wants to sit on a panel with four liberal maniacs and be yelled at and dismissed the way Sonny Hostin just dismissed Stephanie. Stephanie's point was not to overtly and and sort of over the top criticize Kamala. She said maybe she's underprepared, maybe her staff isn't giving her the right information. 
et cetera, et cetera. Like she actually was quite measured in her criticism. And then Sonny just immediately, nope, nope. It's because she's a black woman. It's because she's a black woman. And it's like, it has nothing to do with that. It has nothing to do with that. And I really, really mean this. We have to stop playing this game because it is, it is dragging us into hell. That is what it's doing. That if you legitimately criticize someone, if immediately the other side is able to look at whatever their intersectional oppressions, perceived oppressions are, and say, no, it's because they're black. No, it's because they're gay. No, it's because they're trans. No, it's because they're Muslim. We got a major problem on our hands because we will only be governed by backwards idiots. And maybe that's exactly where we're at right now. So that's the perfect segue to this interview that Bill Maher just did uh, with Ben Shapiro on the Sunday special. So Bill Maher, real quick, I always put the caveat up top when I talk about Bill Maher. I like Bill Maher. Bill Maher, especially when I was more, say, on the liberal side of things or on the left side of things, was probably the biggest influence that I had as a TV personality, as a liberal, in terms of the ideas I cared about, in terms of who I agreed with. He has probably 20 HBO specials. I'd say 15 of them are phenomenal and probably five of them are in the top 10 of HBO specials of all time. Uh, but Bill Maher has not gotten to the end of the road of where liberalism has led. And he's struggling with that, I think. And when I've done these videos, my hope is that I can encourage him to see the end of the road. And I know his producers watch this show. And uh, supposedly I'm gonna be on Bill Maher's podcast, which is launching this week. I'm supposed to be on in the next couple of weeks or something. I'd be happy to have this conversation on his show. Uh, which apparently is going to be like a two-hour uh, long-form podcast, or we can do it. Uh, we can do it there. We can do it here. Whatever it is. Anyway, so Bill Maher went on Ben Shapiro's show talking about what has happened to the left, what has happened to the progressives and the woke who have sort of destroyed liberalism. And I think most of you are probably going to agree with everything he said here, but you'll see the transition from what we just talked about. Um, but when you say woke, you know, it's become and I make fun of it too, because it's become an eye roll in many ways. If woke, I assume at a certain moment, and it wasn't that long ago before we didn't have the term. I only heard it, I don't know what, it was three, four years ago, five years ago at most when we heard the term woke and it was like alert to injustice. I'm like, okay, I'm down with that. I always have been. I hope people still understand that about me. But yes, it became sort of a byword for a lot of this goofy stuff. That's what I'm always railing against. That's why, like, they play me on Fox News now. Yeah, I mean, They're, how do you feel about that? Because you, you went from well, the guy who was... <laughs> I, I, I feel... Look, I'm, I haven't changed at all. My politics hasn't changed. They've changed. People say to me sometimes, you know, have you changed? No. It's, it's that five years ago, no one was talking about defunding the police. I never heard that phrase five years ago. That's not me changing. That's things changing. I'm reacting to it, as I've always been. Um, you know, letting three-year-olds decide what gender they are. This wasn't something five years ago. Free speech, you know, used to be a, a left-wing thing that we were proud and owned, and now that seems to be under attack. So again, I'm, I think I've stayed the same. Okay, as I said, most of you who watch this show who are, let's say, conservatives or libertarians or disaffected liberals, whatever it is, you probably just watched the guy who was the, the thought leader of American liberalism, at least from an entertainment perspective or from a cultural perspective, you probably just watched that minute-long clip and agreed with everything he said there. These people have gone bananas. 
the left used to defend free speech. The ACLU was a, was a free speech organization thought of as sort of lefty liberal. And now what I want to do, and I'm talking to you, Bill, and I'm talking to your producers, who again, I know watch this show, when Bill says, I haven't changed, it's them who have changed. And he's talking about wokeness, and he's talking about the gender stuff, and he's talking about free speech and critical race theory and all of those things. It's like, you're right, you haven't changed, but the liberals have. There are virtually no liberals other than you and, and three or four other people um, who seem to not understand the way everything has shifted. So if you accept that everything has shifted, but you still endorse and vote for people who usher this stuff in, then you're just not making the final connection, right? You're not making the final jump that would take you to, from being someone who complains about things to someone who actually stops the things from happening in the first place. Bill Maher gave Barack Obama a million dollars. Obama helped usher in a lot of this woke stuff. Um, now again, this isn't, this isn't really a criticism as much as like an encouragement that I want these people to finally get it at the end. Uh, Bill said that you know a lot of this stuff wasn't happening until three years ago, and then he said maybe five years ago. I wanna show you a clip, and I know many of you have seen this, and I, I wrote about this in Don't Burn This book. This was one of my wake up moments. I was on the left, I was still on the Young Turks Network, I was a progressive and a Bernie supporter, and I was having all of these thoughts about what the left was, ha what, 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 what was happening on the left, meaning they were calling everybody racist and bigot and they were silencing people and shouting speakers down at colleges and everything else. And now I wanna show you this clip from 2015. This is the famous Sam Harris and Bill Maher versus Ben Affleck on real time. And when you see the sort of hysteria from Ben Affleck, it's like there were signs that this woke, crazy, angry thing was on its way and it was actually happening right in your studio, Bill. You're yeah. saying if I criticize that, you're saying that Islamophobia is not a real thing. That if you're critical of something. It... Well, it's not a real thing when we do it. Right. Well, well, no, it no, really no, isn't. I, I'm not denying that, that certain people are bigoted against Muslims as people. That, right. And that's a that's problem. Big of you. But the. But why have, are you so hostile to, about this? It's, it's gross. It's racist. It's, it's not. It's but it's so it's nuts. So it's like saying it's those so not your shifty Jew. You're not listening Absolutely to not. what well, we are saying. You guys are saying but, if you want to be liberals, believe in liberal principles right. like freedom of speech, like right. um, you know we are endowed by our uh, forefathers with an inalienable right. All men are created no. equal. No, Ben, we have to be able to criticize bad ideas. And of course we Islam, do. No liberal doesn't okay, want to okay. criticize bad ideas. But Islam but at why this moment when, is the mother load of bad ideas. Jesus. So we have we have ideas like blasphemy. Oh, it is it's a, an ugly apostasy. It is it's basic liberal well, well, let me unpack it. tolerance. Let, yeah, me, exactly. let me unpack but it. But not for intolerance. No, of course it's not. Good bill right at the end, right? Tolerance, but not for intolerance. Uh, that clip, which I know probably everyone watching this has seen, and it's been seen probably 50 million times on YouTube and other platforms. That was a wake up to people all over the world. I, when I started talking about that clip and I did a breakdown of that clip of every moment, of that clip on my channel from years ago when I had like 20,000 subscribers or something like that. I was getting email from people all over the world, India, Egypt, Argentina, saying, holy cow, the thing that I have been thinking about the left, it, the perfect example of it is Ben Affleck. They're calling them gross and racist. The clip goes on and on, you've all, you've all seen it. So, so there have been warning signs that something was happening, that the good liberals were on the defense, right? There's, there's, Bill Maher, there's Sam Harris, the sort of good non-woke liberals that were trying to use logic and reason were dealing with people that were not using logic and reason, say Ben Affleck. That anger that Ben Affleck had and that over the top, I'm right, you're wrong, you're racist, that has leaked out 
everywhere into society. It started online. It made its way into some of these television shows. And now it's everywhere. It's all over college campuses and the intolerance of the left and cancel culture, all of these things. This is the end result. It's what we've got on our streets right now. Here is a protest uh, in Texas of all places. But, you know, Texas has a very special place called Austin. This is the blue epicenter of an otherwise sane state. Uh, They had a big protest against don't say gay here in Florida, even though they're in Texas and you're allowed to say gay here in Florida. More on that in a little bit. They had a big protest. And look at some of the tolerant people that are just the next extension of what Ben Affleck was in that very video. The tolerance, it's going to knock you out of your chair. Take a look. What did I do that upset you, ma'am? Okay, everyone, this person wants attention. So please look at this person. You want the attention, you got it. If anybody would be interested in talking to me about why this is important to them today, I would love to speak with you. That's what I'm here for. You guys are saying I'm closed-minded, but I've been here. I've been asking you guys your opinions on things. Yeah, you're coming up to people She's doing it for the views. She's doing it to get um, the emotion. Well, we had a good conversation, though, didn't we? What have I said today that has hurt your guys' feelings? Can you stop filming because you don't have permission to use my shit? You don't have permission to use to post this on Twitter. Okay, well, if you guys don't want to be filmed, then you should probably walk away from my camera, right? Okay, the girl behind the camera there, her name is Savannah Hernandez. She is a young Latina, I don't think Latinx, uh, journalist. And she just went out there to ask people, what is it that you think about Don't Say Gay? Now, there's, there's way more video on that. And people get very, very angry and all that. And, I, and when we were discussing this clip, it's like we could show you a million clips, the TikTok clips of the gender weirdos and all of these people angry and screaming and all that stuff. But you get the idea that what happened was we went from this place of if you just if instead of making an argument, you can just call someone racist, which is what Ben Affleck did on Bill Maher's show. If you can get away with that, then what will happen is younger people will just do it and repeat it and mimic it. And now we have an entire generation of people who are growing up thinking that they're allowed to silence people, that everyone they disagree with is a racist and a bigot and everything else. Uh, This is a problem. So now I wanna back up to what Bill Maher said. I haven't changed. Now again, I think you're probably right, Bill. You, you haven't changed. And, and I always wonder, it's like, so what are the last things that make someone like Bill Maher say he's a liberal still? And I don't mean in the, you know, 1820s sense of liberalism. And I wrote a book about it, so I know a little something about it, right? And I think these are lofty, good ideas to hold. But so when you haven't changed, so I always think, well, okay, so what does it mean for someone to really say that they're a liberal in 2022? Uh, and, and a liberal and yet also be against all of the woke stuff, as Bill described, the wokeness and the critical race theory and the gender stuff and be for free speech. What Bill Maher is basically saying is he's pro-choice. OK, and we can all have a debate about that. And I know most of you watching this are pro-life. Now, I happen to be begrudgingly pro-choice and I think 12 weeks is the absolute cutoff. And it's just a horrible choice to have to make. And we can discuss all of the things all around that. But I'm just putting it out there that that is one of the things that stops say the, the good liberals from coming around. But the other one, well, I guess there are two more. So the second one would be that they, do you, Bill, still believe in big government programs? That's usually what makes people liberal. I'm nice, I want to help poor people. I want to help black people. I believe in affirmative action. I believe in government handouts. I believed in subsidized housing. Well, there's just no evidence that any of that stuff works, okay? Read any Thomas Sowell book or watch any interview with Thomas Sowell or, or, or any, economist who has really studied any of this stuff. It creates generational poverty. It keeps people in those things. 
So you have the abortion one, which, okay, so that, that's fine. That's sort of a philosophical and or religious way of, of viewing things. And you just don't agree with conservatives on that religious, I'll put air quotes on that for Bill. We'll get to that in a sec. Then the second one is that you, you may, like, I just don't understand that part yet. Like, do you have a complete misunderstanding of the welfare state? Is there any evidence that it works? So you want to be nice. I get it. Liberals want to be nice and thought of as tolerant more than anything else. But if your policies and the people you vote for harm the people you purport to help, we got a problem there. But the, the last one, and I think this is really the big one, is religion. Okay. And look, I spent most of my adult years as an atheist, as a non-believer. I am not an atheist anymore. I absolutely am a believer. I, I wrote about that in my last book. I went on tour with Jordan Peterson. He really helped me move on some of this stuff, but also going through my own spiritual awakening. And by the way, most most people go through their own uh, move. You know, while there are many people who are believers who were once atheists, uh, there's not a ton, I don't think, that were believers that became atheists or, you know, the, you know, but not to say there are none. And by the way, before I go any further, there are atheists that are good people. I think Bill Maher probably is a very decent human being. I, I've met him once or twice. Actually, a couple of years ago, I met him at the real time after party. And uh, the first thing I said to him, I swear to God, for, swear to God, the first thing I said to him was, Bill, you got to watch out for the left. And he goes, nah, I got the left. And it's like, oh, maybe I was kind of right on that one, Bill. Anyway, I think this last thing with, with these liberals is the atheist thing. I think the belief thing. They fundamentally still believe that conservatives are backwards, religious believers. And I think that this is a huge problem. So while, of course, you can be a non-believer and be moral and decent. My good friend, Michael Shermer, my good friend, Pete Bogosian, of course there are atheists like that. It cannot work as an organizing principle. Societies cannot work around without something that is bigger than themselves. And I think this is now becoming a huge problem. We now live in what I would say is sort of a godless society that has only ushered in more religion and that ushers in more bureaucrats and crazy people who just wanna control people. So now I want to link this to a video from Jordan Peterson. So Jordan Peterson's been talking about this for a long time. Here's Jordan Peterson in 2018. This is four years ago, talking about the necessity of religion in order to fight tyranny. And you tell me, does it sound now it's 2022? So four years later, does it, do you think Jordan's right or wrong about this? You tell me. I do believe that the biblical texts are foundational. I believe it in the Nietzschean sense. And, you know, Nietzsche, of course, announced famously in the late 1800s, 1800s that God was dead. And the typical rationalist atheist regards that as a triumphalist proclamation. But that wasn't that for Nietzsche. And Nietzsche knew perfectly well and said immediately afterward that the consequences of that was going to be bloody catastrophe because mm. everything was going to fall. And he predicted the rise of communism, for example, and the deaths of tens of millions of people in the aftermath of the death of God. Because Nietzsche knew perfectly well that when you pull the cornerstone out from underneath a building, that even though it may stay aloft in midair like a cartoon character that's wandered off a cliff for some period of time, that it will inevitably crumble mm. and that it will be replaced by something that's perhaps far worse. Now, Nietzsche hoped it would be it would be replaced by man's ability to recreate meaning spontaneously out of his psyche, for example, which I think is a doomed enterprise. But he knew that in the interval, it would be replaced by both nihilism and by communist totalitarianism, which is but a hell of a prediction because it 
It was done like 40 years before the events actually unfolded. There have been terrible bad things done in the name of God and there have been terrible bad things done in the name of communism and, 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 and atheism. I don't think we can... I so don't you, want to you weigh, don't weigh them the up. God, the God. I'll weigh them up. You'll weigh, weigh them, them up, up and you'll no say... Problem. No problem. But We're living on the corpse of our ancestors like we always have. That's a very old idea. I think that the reason that the Western societies essentially work quite well is because they act out a Judeo-Christian ethic and one that's essentially predicated, it's predicated on um, utmost regard for the sovereignty of the individual. So the individual is sovereign in relationship to the state, which is a remarkable idea and one that's fundamentally religious in its, in its, in its essence. He's so good. He's just so good. Look, he, he's a friend of mine, obviously, and I, and I toured with the guy and I love him and he influenced me in incredible ways. But like, you can hear that stuff over and over again. I mean, trust me, I've now watched that clip like 10 times. And and it still has meaning each time. And in some ways it has more meaning each time, right? So he says a couple of things there that I think you see what I'm trying to do here, that if you remove God from the equation, some level of belief, some foundational belief, what he talks about as the Judeo-Christian ethos in essence, that it will be replaced by something horrible. And that is exactly what Nietzsche was warning, right? So the atheists sort of think, oh, it'll be replaced by the human psyche that will all sort of believe that or maybe not believe isn't the word, that we'll all sort of come to this realization about what humanity is and we'll be very, very evolved and everything will be pleasant and good and equal and all of that stuff. But you're seeing the fruits of what that has brought to us. You're seeing the fruits of it right now. We don't know if boys are boys or girls are girls. We think that being not racist is now being racist. We think that two plus two equals five and all of those things. So the reason I'm connecting all of these things is I think that this part, this part of the last liberal, and I mean this with love and concern and with the desire to fix this genuinely, the, the fear of the last liberal that they'll be thought of as some sort of believing religious moron. It's like, Bill, those are the people that are now defending your ability to be a free-thinking atheist. No one is trying to convince Bill Maher to accept Christ or, or be a believer. I'm sure there's some people that would like that. Um, but who are all of the people defending all of the societal principles that you're laying out? It's now conservatives, it's Republicans. And the problem is until you're willing to make that last move and you're so damn close, man, until you're willing to make that last move. And by the way, I get there's a pain point there. There's a lot of people that, that used to like me and talk to me that won't talk to me anymore because now I'm thought of as a mean conservative, right? Some of them may have been in one of those videos I just showed you. Um, there's a lot of those people for sure. And you live in Hollywood and you've lived in Hollywood for 30 years and people will be very, very mean. But, but the question is what matters more? And if truth matters more, then, then you gotta make the move. So I wanna show you the sort of cognitive dissidence that, that this is causing for someone like Mar. And again, it's, I mean it in the best way, man, I wanna help you. This is Mar. we showed you this clip a couple weeks ago, uh, talking about how Florida has done it right. But he has to tell people, but I won't live in Florida, I won't live there. But Florida has done it right, while all the blue states have done it wrong. As for the COVID deaths by state, this is per 100,000 people. The worst is Mississippi, my home state of New Jersey, four. Fourth worst. New York, sixth worst. West Virginia and Massachusetts are 10 and 11, right together. Could there be two states who are more unalike right. than West Virginia 
and Massachusetts. And the poster boy for keeping shit open was Florida. They're down at 17. So New York and New Jersey did worse than Florida. What this is saying, it's Florida like stayed open. I mean, I, I was just in Florida. I've been there a few times since this started. Half the of New York has moved there. The, the atmosphere is just different. I'm not moving to Florida. I'm not promoting Florida. I'm just saying, AOC just went to Florida and had a good time without a mask <laughs> hugging like people. like she was having okay. a blast. Okay. I'm just saying, I've been to Florida. The atmosphere was just night and day from California, which was gloomy and everything was... The, the, the Andromeda strain was out there. And you went to, <laughs> you went to Florida. <laughs> and I'm just saying, yes, there are different factors and different states, but basically... It's like they stayed open and went on with life and they didn't do a hell of a lot worse and maybe did better. Isn't it incredible? And then the audience is applauding. His liberal audience is applauding because good, decent liberals. And while I say there's only two or three public ones, the last flicker of sanity that exists within an old school liberal, you know, I'm talking about a 1970s Democrat or a JFK Democrat. Of course, there's some of them that still exi exist. They get it. I mean, Barry Weiss is there. She's one of them, too. And it's like half of New York has moved there. And she says it because she knows that Florida is doing it right. She knows that DeSantis is fighting all the stuff that she wants to fight. She would never publicly support DeSantis, of course. But Bill says something really interesting there. He has to qualify all of the pro-Florida stuff while he's talking about how great it is. And trust me, people, I have been here for three months. I, I should have a day counter. Can we start counting the days? Literally, I got here on December 17th. Can you count the days for me? Bust out the calendar. We got an abacus. I got here on December 17th. I, 87 days? Did you just do that in your head? What? You just did that in your head, just like that? I'm being told I've been here for 87 days. Okay, very impressive. In the 87 days that I have been here, this is the most wonderful, happy, decent, good place that there is a spirit of, of joy and happiness and freedom and liberty here. And it's because of the way these people have voted, but not just because of that. It's because Florida man knew something that you California liberals have long forgotten. You, you decided to believe in nothing other than the state. You replaced God as Jordan Peterson talked about. What Nietzsche was saying was, this is a warning, man. God is dead. It's a warning. And the warning is, man, you're going you're gonna to erase thousands of years of ideas. What are you going to replace it with? Communism, you're going to replace it with collectivism and perhaps something much worse. Welcome to where we are at right now. So when he qualifies what he's saying with, I'm not moving to Florida, I'm not promoting Florida. What are you talking about, Bill, at this point? What are you really saying? Why are you not moving to Florida? Now, if you're going to vote for Democrats, you shouldn't move to Florida. Don't move here, please. But you're not promoting Florida? Yes, you are. Everything that you said after saying I'm not promoting Florida was to promote Florida because you know it's good. You know it's happy. Bill Maher, I don't know if this is public, but no, it must be public. You just taped your new HBO special last week. Where? Uh, Florida. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Two nights in uh, Florida. Why not LA? Why not LA? So you see what I'm trying to do here? I'm trying to paint a picture. So let's go a little bit further with this painting. Uh, the big thing, of course, all of last week is this don't say gay bill here in Florida. And of course, the word gay is not in the bill. You are allowed to say gay, 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 gay. You can say gay. You can dance down the hallway in a school singing gay. You can do whatever gay stuff you want to do. Nobody really cares. They just don't want you doing it in their face, which I think is a very fair premise. Uh, the bill is called HB 1557. Here's just a couple of the bullet points that we've shown you a few times. So in essence, what this is about is they don't want kindergartners to third graders 
to be taught about gender identity or sexuality. If a kindergartner or a third grader walks in and says, I have two mommies or two daddies, you are not gonna be kicked out of school. They are not going to not allow your parents to come to the play where you're the lower incisor in the tooth play or anything else. This is that they don't want these discussions happening in school. Let's just pull up the, the bullet points one more time real quick. Uh, the other things that are the little more specifics, and I know I've gone through this, but it's, it's worth repeating just real quick. We'll knock out the five of them. That they want to notify parents of changes to health or well-being. Of course you would want that. They don't want to encourage withholding of info from parents. Why should a state uh, government school be allowed to do that? Allow parents to access child student records. Of course that makes sense. Let parents refuse school health care services, sure, and get parental permission for health screening. These are all obvious things that we all know, we all know them to be true. And there is no first grader out there that thinks that they're closeted or the wrong gender that should be able to talk to a, 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 a teacher and then hide that from the parent. We all just know this. This is the sheer lunacy that they do with everything. But so DeSantis is signing the bill. This is happening. People are going bananas. Every mainstream thing everywhere, don't say gay. Well, now Disney, Disney, which is the, the woke corporation that does plenty of business in China and has no problem uh, with their concentration camps for the Uyghur Muslims and has no problem with how they, you know, do their sneakers with Nike in the, in the factories and all that stuff. But Disney's really, really good. They're really, really good as they propagandize all of their woke movies to everybody and they've ruined Star Wars and everything else. Um, Disney is, uh, had a sit down. The CEO of Disney had a sit down with Ron DeSantis. And basically he was trying to say to him, hey, you better do what we want and you better not sign this bill. And DeSantis was like, no, he was, he just based, flat out said it. No, I'm signing the freaking bill. We showed you the video on Friday where DeSantis gave a speech afterwards saying, we are just knocking about woke corporations and I am the uh, chief executive of the state of Florida. I am, I am uh, the guy that is supposed to do what's right for the people of Florida, not what's, what's, what's apparently right for a giant woke corporation, Disney. Here's a tweet from Gavin Newsom. He is the evil monster who is running California, the state that I fled. He now wants Disney to come back to California. Disney, the door is open to bringing those jobs back to California, the state that actually represents the values of your workers. Now, first off, of course, because I mentioned California, I've got to put some money into the California fund and somebody in the locals community, I will pay cash money to, to leave California and move to Florida at the end of the year. Now, Gavin Newsom, who he's just an evil psychopath, um, he closed Disney for most of 2020 and 2021, uh, put a whole bunch of Disney workers uh, out on the streets, closed up the schools, you know, all the stuff. So he ruined California Disney, but now he's saying, we'll take you back. Now he may close them again because COVID two is coming, obviously, like this, this was just the test run. There's obviously gonna be a COVID two. Um, so Gavin Newsom, you're, you're just evil. And by the way, Disney's not gonna leave Florida. What Disney then did do, which is, this is so hilarious. It's so, it's so wonderful. So I saw all these blue check people saying, how could Disney give money to the evil Republicans? And how could they give money to these evil Florida legislators voting for this? So you know what Disney decided to do? They're not giving any money to anyone in Florida anymore. That's right. And it's like, good. Zippity doodah. I believe that's a phrase from a Disney movie. Zippity doodah, zippity a. My oh my, what a wonderful day. Yeah, you did it, Disney. Thank you. So, and then they they criticize uh, DeSantis for this. Like, oh, see, he's not even going to take Disney's money anymore. Oh, so our politicians are not going to be bought off by giant corporations? This is good. 
So Disney's money will not go to Democrats or Republicans in this state anymore. Spectacular, wonderful, hallelujah. And by the way, Ron DeSantis is right because parents, as he said on Friday, parents don't want their kids indoctrinated with this stuff. And parents, you're not gonna believe this, bring their kids to Disney. So I think he's on the winning end of this stick. Well, Dan DeSantis also isn't taking it, that he put out this spectacular video on Twitter a couple of days ago. This is just great. Just firing back on uh, the media and how they lie and lie and lie and lie about everything. But in this case, don't say gay. Ron DeSantis has taken a stand and said no. You can't acknowledge that gay exists at all. It is discriminatory uh, a form of bullying? Or a so-called don't say gay bill. Don't say gay bill. Uh, don't say gay bill. Does it say that in the bill? Does it say that in the bill? I'm asking you to tell me what's in the bill because you are pushing false narratives. It's why people don't trust people like you because you peddle false narratives. Disney CEO Bob Chapek weighing in on that Florida bill. The company has been opposed to the bill from the outset. The chance that I am going to back down from my commitment to students and back down from my commitment to parents' rights yeah. simply because of fraudulent media narratives or pressure from woke corporations, the chances of that are zero. Yeah. How do they possibly explain lining their pockets with their relationship from the Communist Party of China? Because that's what they do, and they make a fortune, and they don't say a word, our policy is going to be based on the best interest of Florida citizens, not on the musing of corporations. He could have just ended it there by saying our policy is going to be based. That could have been the end of it. You know, based. This is you can either be woke. And if you're not woke and you're really fighting it the right way, as I try to do here, you are based. That's what the kids say. Michael, is that what the kids say? I always ask Michael for what the, you got any other phrases that the kids are saying these days. Base is good. All right, give me another one tomorrow. I want to know what the kids are saying. Um, that's how you fight back. That's how you fight back. You don't take it lying down. And the point of today's show, in case I was not clear, is that Bill Maher, last liberals, you got to get there now. Now we're there. Now we're there. We are, we are past the point of debate. Bill, you're right about a lot of stuff. We have a couple disagreements. It does not matter. But until you can promote Florida without feeling guilty about it, until you can say, I will support, support Glenn Youngkin because he got critical race theory out of schools in Virginia, and I'm always railing against critical race theory, until you can say that there are no Democrats that support any of the ideas that I believe in, any of my liberal beliefs. Who believes more in your liberal beliefs, your true liberal beliefs at this point, Bill Maher? Is it the Democrats or the Republicans? And that does not mean the Republicans are great. The Republicans are mostly a bunch of squishy, nothing, do nothing, backwards, Mitch McConnell. We can find $14 billion for Ukraine, but we can't find any money for our own people. Monsters, okay? But they're better than the other thing. And until, if you really care about critical race theory and you really want to stop wokeness and you really want states to open up and you really don't want mandates and all of those things, then you got to get to the end of the road, man. So this is a, this is a welcome. I'll, I'll make a basket for you of stuff. We'll get, I'll get weed. I know you like weed. What else do you think Bill Maher likes? He likes weed. 
We'll get him another pair. He wears glasses now. He wears the smart newsman glasses. We get him some extra glasses. We'll get you weed and glasses, man. All right, is that enough? Whatever else you want. Couple comments from the rubenreport.locals.com community. Uh, Carpenter says, Mike Pence just needs to identify as a black woman. Don't we all, Carpenter? Don't we all? Jennifer says, the view sounds more like the screech. Yeah, it's unbearable. And I, did, Connor, did you put the warning up before we showed the view clip today? You didn't put the warning? Okay, that's Connor's fault uh, and he will be docked pay. Uh, but we should put the warning that what you're gonna see when I throw to the view is, is moronic, idiotic, muted if you have to type stuff. So uh, bad move, Connor, sorry. Uh, Abe says they should just rename this administration the dog that ate my homework administration. Nothing is their fault miraculously. Yeah, it's really incredible. I mean, what they're doing right now with, with this inflation stuff, and obviously we're gonna uh, talk more about it this week, not only inflation, but the, the gas prices, which are all connected to supply chain stuff. It's like, this is all Russia's fault. As if we have no autonomy over our own economy, as if our policies, that, as if the policies that these people pass and the money that they print, I mean, the crazy amount of money that we have printed so that you can get a check for $150 while we give money to everybody across the world. And we have no money. We are a debtor nation. Thank God we've got nukes because one day they might call in the, uh, the debt, right? And then uh, this is, it's, it's, a, it's a mafia game. Like at the end of the, oh, you, you didn't pay me back? Uh, you know, we're gonna take you out for a ride to Jersey, okay? But if you've got a bigger gun than that guy, then you're gonna be okay. So we've got a lot of weapons and that's why this thing can't end well. Ah, didn't wanna end the show that way with the nuclear war thing. Uh, here's a Meme Monday situation we've got from uh, the Rubin Report community. We do this every Monday. It's all about the Putin and the price hike and the NPCs and all that good stuff. I feel very good about the show today. Bill, Bill's producers who are watching, I'm trying. I'm trying, last liberals, enough of this. It's just, it's just enough. You had a good run, enough's enough. And uh, if I wasn't clear in the way I thought and laid this all out today, you're gonna really dig my book because I think it's the, it's the final nail in the coffin of what you're doing. You can pre-order it right now, Don't Burn This Country, at daverubin.com slash book. And uh, you can play along during the shows with our live chat over at rubenreport.locals.com. My full interview with Nikki Haley is up on YouTube and Rumble and Locals right now. And uh, we will continue this tomorrow. I'm having a little get together tonight with some of the right-wing maniacs of Florida. Maybe I'll take some video of that as we're wrestling alligators and doing stuff. All right, see ya, bye. Thank you guys for tuning in to the Rubin Report Direct Message. We're live on Rumble, Blaze TV, and YouTube every weekday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific. Don't forget to review, share, and subscribe to this podcast. And if you're looking for early and exclusive content, you can join me on Locals at rubinreport.locals.com.